Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Rough and Rowdy podcast with Tyler and Justin, a place where we discuss a little bit of everything. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing who we are and where we're going. Uh, first off, I'm Tyler. I'm the host of this podcast. I come from South Haven, Mississippi. Um, as a child, I developed a passion for working on cars, and I wanted to try to capitalize on that as I grew up, so I decided to join the Marine Corps, become an aircraft mechanic. Uh, that moved me out to San Diego, where I was able to meet uh, my mentors and really good friends, Kyle and Justin. Kyle, you'll meet later on. Justin, you're about to meet here in just a minute. Uh, we found out through time that we had a lot of common interests. We love going out to the desert, dirt biking, off-roading, shooting guns, all that kind of stuff. And so through that, we've been able to develop very good friendship. And it's all kind of culminated into what is going to be laid out here in the future. Um, but Justin, I'm going to send it over to you. How about you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. Justin Oliver here, uh, co-host of the podcast. Um, also the CEO of J Oliver LLC. Um, I'm originally from Arkansas. Um, like Tyler, I also had shared, uh, like Tyler, I also had a passion for working on, uh, cars and stuff as a child, which also led me to the military, the Marine Corps as an aviation mechanic. After I got out, um, I became a contractor as an aviation mechanic for the past 15 years. And in that time I've, uh, attempted to start my own business and now I have started another business now. Um, my first one was back in 2011. It was called Just In Time. I was a mobile automotive mechanic and um, it didn't really work out too well for me because I didn't have the resources that I needed and I didn't have the help from people like Tyler and Kyle that I needed. Um, I didn't know anything about accounting and stuff like that. so. I wasn't able to continue doing that. Um, also, it was very tiring. Uh, spending all your nights, you know, busting your knuckles out till 10 or 11 o'clock at night doing head gaskets and stuff and not getting any sleep. It was uh, it was pretty rough. So I got tired of it. I stopped. I took a break for the past 10 years. And here I am again. Um, I find a really good friendship and people like uh, Tyler, well, specifically Tyler and Kyle, not people like them, specifically them. And I think that they're the type of people that's going to help me be successful in my business. Now, uh, we want to get into motorsports and all aspects of it. We want to build cars. We want to race cars. We want to uh, we want to make money and have a good time. Um, Tyler, I'm going to turn it back to you, and we can uh, we can go over any of this background that you want to want to discuss. Yeah, man. And so, kind of the premise of this podcast is just going to be us talking about. You know, things that we find interesting and things that we've been doing, updates, stories about the past, our past shenanigans, if you will. But I guess first off, Justin, um, 
I think something that I want to hear about really is uh, this Dakota of yours. I know you and I have put in some hours on it, but I think the listeners would like to hear about the importance of this thing, really. <laughs> importance. I don't know how, how exactly important it is, but it does have some sentimental value. So I got this thing back in 2007. I'm the second owner. I got it with 10,000 miles on it. That thing was fresh, man. As a SLT 4.7 liter Magnum, the extended cab. It wasn't the four door, right? So it has the the seats that you can't sit in in the back. Yeah. So seven. So 2007, I bought that thing. 2011, I started my business. So I rode that thing hard from seven to eleven, right? Right. Oh, and a little backstory. Um, given my background as a mechanic, um, I've never not carried tools with me, right? Of course. So every vehicle I've ever had has been full of crap that most people probably wouldn't wouldn't even buy, much less carry around in their vehicle, right? But you could fix anything on the fly. Then that's that's my motto in life. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to rely on other people, right? Right. So from from get go, I've got this Dodge Dakota loaded down from, you know, with everything I can put into it, right? Right. And I have, I have a lot of tools. But in, in 2011, I started my business, and I actually had that thing loaded up with three toolboxes. I had a cross bed and two side boxes, no four, and then I had a top, you know, a top toolbox. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you had like a chest and you had a top piece to that, with like of course, yeah, 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 it was like it was as tall as the tailgate, and I could I, I had it mounted right behind the tailgate. I could pull the tailgate down, and I could pull the drawers out. And so I you have like six toolboxes in it. Four. Okay, four. Four, and it had everything. I could do um. I could do head gaskets, timing chains out of that thing. I could uh, pull. I could pull transmissions i could rebuild transmissions out of that thing and Man, i, I would carried be worried that about stuff getting stolen <laughs> it really wasn't an issue i had some good boxes you know um i had that thing loaded down with everything i could put in it four or five years four years yeah and um eventually that's that's where the back the back seat came out um I had more stuff in the cab. Um, I built a wooden shelf in the back seat. I took the carpet out, ripped the back seats out, ripped the back paneling off, and built a wooden shelf so I could place my tool bags up there. And then I had stuff underneath the shelf also, on top of the stuff. I, I remember you used to have all those like specialty tools in the cab of the Dakota too, like the like the brake caliper compressor stuff and all that yeah. in there too. Like you had a set for like each specific job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the rear brake, brake caliper sets. The things, right. the things that you have to screw in. Mm-hmm. Because you know why they do that? Right, go ahead and tell me. So the reason why you have to screw in the pistons on a rear caliper, it's uh, because of the parking brake. That's how the parking brake. Oh, okay. I don't. I can't explain exactly how it works, but that's what it has to do with. But anyways, okay. So I I loaded this fucking I'm sorry this this truck down forever, and I beat it up, 
and I put 109, uh, I put 185,000 miles on it. I drove it to Arkansas and back twice. Um, I ripped the whole interior off. I smoked in it for a long time. Um, I went camping in it. Uh, I drove that truck on the I-10 20 no the i-20 east for 10 miles sitting in the passenger seat like you were sitting in the passenger seat while driving it yes why did you do that i was bored (laughs) but anyways i'll get to more shenanigans like that later (laughs) uh no and that's yeah that's the that's the truck um so um I'm not going to get into, into too much detail because I don't want this podcast going on forever. But things led to things, and I ended up in an RV park, right? Right. Um, that Dodge Dakota to- towed my first RV to the RV park. It was a 23-foot uh, Coleman bunkhouse. It's a Dutchman Coleman bunkhouse. And okay. me and my wife slept in that thing for almost two years, a year or two, year and a half at least, with um, two dogs. And it was pretty cramped. We took it to Florida and back, not in the Dodge. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll get back to that. But we took that trailer to Florida and back. It was pretty awesome. But the Dodge uh, towed my first trailer out to the RV park. And I immediately knew then that I wasn't going to be able to keep, I wasn't going to be able to keep doing it with that truck. Like it did it, but I was going to quickly tear up the rear end of the transmission again. Right. And I didn't want to do that. So I parked the Dodge and I got a 2008 Ford F-350 Lariat Dually. And then that is what I used to tow that 23-foot trailer to Florida and back, which is a fantastic trip. If you ever get a chance to take it, go to San Diego to Orlando and back. And stop in New Orleans. That's like from New Orleans was awesome. Literal coast to coast. And yeah, and back. Um, it was it was a good time. But anyways, um, so I parked that Dodge, the Dodge Dakota, at my mother-in-law's house. For the past four or five years and before i before actually a little more backstory um in the time that i've owned it i have rebuilt all the brakes obviously many times over um the rear end i've done the ring and pinion gear the whole the whole rear differential i've rebuilt um i've done the transmission i've done um the front suspension all the bushings the ball joints the tie rod ends all that stuff the the coilovers all of that stuff uh wheel bearing assemblies um i rebuilt the top end and front end of the motor um right before i parked it when me and my wife were selling the uh, condo i noticed white smoke coming out of the exhaust when i was driving it and they did it overheated at some period before that. So um, I decided to go ahead and do the head gaskets because I knew it was burning coolant, right? 
So right. I, I went and, I went ahead and did the head gasket. So and since I was doing the head gaskets, I went ahead and did the front timing set, the oil pump, all that good stuff, right? And then I had the heads actually, because um, those engines actually have a, a, a habit of dropping valve seats. I actually had the valve seats replaced. I had all the valves replaced. I had the, the valve springs replaced. I had the heads completely uh, cleaned and pressure tested and decked and all that stuff. They were 100% fresh. And I think I paid like 600 bucks for both of them for a V8. Down in South Chula Vista, a place called Leo's Machine Shop. That place is great. Um, Leo's a fantastic dude. Um, I would love to promote his business. Um, but anyways, um, I did the whole top in front of that motor and basically rebuilt the whole truck and then parked it. <laughs> and do you, like I said, do you remember going to do the computer with me? Yeah, I do. So that was because, um, funny story. <laughs> Part of when I rebuilt it, I did Duralast cam and crank sensors. And I didn't have to replace them, but I did it anyways, thinking, you know, why not, right? Right. I also did, as part of the rebuild, um, injectors and um, coils, which I didn't have to do, but I, I did anyways. But anyways, um, um, I did those sensors. And as it turns out, you can't do Duralast sensors. They don't, like, they, they cause problems with the computer. I guess the way Dodge is, it just doesn't work, right? Right. So that caused the computer, that caused an issue with my computer where I'd start the truck, it would be running, and then the truck would shut off, but the RPM gauge would still be registering as like six or 700 RPM where it was idling at. So it was weird. So that's when I brought you in, and then we took it to Chula Vista, and we had the computer replaced. Remember that? Yeah. So then, now that the computer is replaced, and you remember why I did that, right? Because you was it because you wanted to take it out to the desert? Yeah, because I wanted to use it again. Because I wanted yeah. to do all this stuff. So which which brings us here, right? Right. So you were actually in in from day one. I guess that is true. I really was. Um, now that I think about it, you were in from day one. But anyways, yeah, I wanted to get the truck back going, and that's what we did. I uh, mean, you got the computer fixed, and then I got the truck going, and then actually me and when. Um, another guy we'll talk about later on the podcast, um, Trace Wynn. Um, he and Jesse, my buddy Jesse, who another guy you guys will see on YouTube and meet on the podcast hopefully one day, um, went with me to take it to the desert for the first time. Not the first time. It's been out the desert many times, but the first time since it had been sitting. Right. Oh, and I forgot. That was before we stripped it. Yeah, and that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I mean, do we got time for that? Do you want to get into that? Or do no, you want of to talk course, we've got time for it. Okay, so I'll get into that real quick. So anyways, uh, me, Trace, Wynn, I'll call him Wynn. Um, that's how I know him. And Jesse took the Dodge out for, for a rip in the desert for the first time on a U-Haul trailer. And I was like, oh, dude, this opens up so many other stories. Okay, you got time? Yeah, we've got plenty of time. I'm not going to go off on too many tangents, but I'm going to open up so many other, write, maybe write some stuff down that we can talk about later. Okay. Okay. So anyways, um, we took it out to the desert for the first time to, to, I wanted to see 
I just wanted to play with it in the desert. I think that's that's pretty much all it really came down to. I just wanted to play with it in the desert. Um, but that kind of opened up a whole new avenue because I remember not too long after that, you came to me wanting to literally rip the thing apart. I'm trying to remember why me and when wanted to go, but I think we just wanted to go just to have a good time, and I was determined to take the Dodge. So I took the Dodge on the U-Haul trailer. Right. Right. So we when we went out, we had. Oh, I remember. Uh, he wanted to weld. Um, his, gussets on his control arm. Oh, okay. But anyways, um, let me think again. That opens up so many doors. But anyways, so then. I can't remember the order. So I had decided to get it out of my in-laws driveway. I wanted to get away from their place. So I took it on base. And I had I had it stored on base for a, a period of time. And then that's where me and you ripped ripped it apart. And but, with that, you and I were ripping off anything really that was not essential to the operation of the vehicle. Yeah. So, okay. So here's what happened there. So I was, I had decided that this truck was going to be used for a desert toy. Right. Right. And that's pretty much what I was going to do with it. And I wanted all of the, the nasty crap out of it, all the abuse that I put on it. I wanted it gone, which means delete the interior. <laughs> and the fenders and the hood the dash the dash the interior the whole interior which is what me and you did i think i did the fenders and the hood and everything and you helped me with the interior right yeah we kept the essentials though such as your uh instrument cluster and your radio mm -hmm. you know i still have a hood release oh do you yeah but you don't have a hood anymore yeah it's pretty awesome we should use that for something different. <laughs> like opening a beer? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So you would do that. But anyways, we ripped it apart. When did I buy the trailer? It was like a couple months after that because you wanted a new trailer to be able to take it out to the desert. Exactly. So that's where all that came into play. The the U-Haul trailer that me and Wynn and Jesse took out wasn't working for me. And it was highly illegal because the Dodge did not register. And right. I needed a place to put, since I was clearing out my in-laws place, I needed, and at the, while I was clearing out my in-laws, oh, this reminds me. So I was clearing out my storage unit in public storage, and I was clearing out my in-laws place. This involved getting rid of a bunch of hazmat too. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, which is a real pain. 45 gallons of hazmat I got rid of, and I got 15 more to go. Maybe I'll make a video on that. But anyways, um, I was clearing out my in-laws place and the storage, and then that meant I needed a place to put the truck, and I needed a place to put all my tools because that was that was what was in storage. So after being in storage for a little while with all my tools and on base for a little while with my truck. And paying, uh, you know, a hundred bucks here and then a hundred bucks there, 
I was like, what the heck am I doing? And I think I remember talking to you about it, right? Yeah. And I was like, All right, I'm going to just get a trailer so I can put all my tools in it and keep the truck in it. And, and this is during the time that I thought 90% of what you said was a joke. And this is kind of when you, I started I I realizing, joking. well, <laughs> it, this is kind of when I started realizing most of what you say you're actually about to act on. <laughs> I'm glad I have that reputation. <laughs> well, you come with up with some crazy ideas. Like when you said you're going to buy a 45 foot trailer, I didn't, I didn't really think that you were being serious about that until you showed up a couple days later with it. I did. I showed up at work with it. Yeah. But it, yeah, so that's that's how we that's where we are now. So I have the Dodge Dakota. Without a bed, without fenders, without doors, without a, hood. without a hood, without an interior, without a dash, soon to be without an AC, soon to be without a heater. No, keep the heater. Soon to be without an AC is in my trailer along with my shop. It does still and have power steering, though. It does. That's what took us to these desert gatherings. And I think, honestly, too, um, to kind of talk a little bit about the trailer, once you got that actually into the mix, our ability, because, you know, most of the time when we go out to the desert, something's going to break for somebody at some point. But the fact that you got this trailer means that we also have, such as you were in the past, a mobile workshop. I mean, you, you, I remember specifically one night, you and Wynn were working on Wynn's truck. And I mean, it looked like oh, yeah. construction on the side of the highway because you had all of these lights, the generators, and you were literally welding and grinding and everything just right there in the middle of the desert. Yeah, and that's it, what it's for. That's exactly it has definitely up the quality of the desert trips, knowing that we can fix anything. And so we have less to worry about. We can go a lot harder out there. Right. And um, what, what another thing that I like about it is um, the fact that it's, you know, it's all Marines and there's a there's a camaraderie amongst the group and we don't let each other stay stuck. And, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a it's a hell of an event and I hope it keeps going. Yeah, that I and it's one of those cool things, too, that it has also like been passed down from generation to generation as well. Almost, if yeah. you know what I mean. And it's it's nice to be able to facilitate and actually you know to host something host something like what we got coming up, and you know that that's gonna be it should should be a good time. I agree. Um, uh, yeah. Know. To talk exactly. about uh, to, to talk about what's coming up. What 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 do we have coming up? Okay, so um, as as you know, Tyler. Typically, desert season means that we go out and we go play, right? Right. Forgive me if the internet cuts out. Another storm cloud's coming, but I'm going to keep going. So, desert season comes around, we go play. Um, Many, many years in the past, our games have been weak. It's been tents and trucks, which has always been fine, right? Right. Right. Um, never never 
I mean, I'm still down. I still go tent camping like and, you know, this coming weekend, me and you're going to go backpacking. So it's not about being bougie and having a trailer. But, you know, as things as things elapsed. Um, Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every year, you know, we, we started getting a bigger and bigger gathering. Actually, it started with uh, a trailer I'm living in. Me and my wife and Jesse met Kyle. And then it became a thing. And then every year we've been doing it ever since and now i've been taking the black trailer and then i've been uh playing with the dodge and um yeah and i mean it's something that we do frequently i remember last year we went at least once a month out to the desert i don't know what to call it (laughs) it's uh it's just our it's our place it's kind of just you know a break away from the city and everything. Um, I've always, you know, uh, going out to the desert because uh, I've been here for 20 years. And ever since I've been on MCS Miramar for 20 years. Since 2002. And ever since that's been the thing that I do, I go out to the desert. Um, right. I'm used to going to different places than you guys do, but I've always had a passion for going out to the desert. And um, I've always fantasized about having a big camp circle, you know? Right. And that's something that yeah. I love seeing out there. A giant a giant bonfire, you know. And then, you know, I, I would love to be able to like host a big barbecue for everybody, like, you know, and do some of my briskets maybe and hot dogs and hamburgers and you know, to be able to host an off roading weekend event, you know? And right. to make sure everybody has a good time. And to be able to fix like with my with my trailer, my business, to be able to fix things. Right. Right. And to be able to actually produce like a, like a real, like a real rig, you know, and, and put a, put a business logo on it. Maybe create some competition somewhere. Maybe we can make our own race. Is that possible? I'm sure it is. But yeah, so that's what it is. Uh, November 11th through the 14th, it's going to be the first trip of the season. I mean, I mean, you can. Feel free to talk about whatever you want about that, Dixon. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's gonna be exciting. I know all of us, uh, all of us have been waiting eagerly for a good desert trip. Um, it's kind of one of those things when desert season is over for the year, and it's just getting too hot to go out there. It, it, it kind of sucks. It, it's kind of miserable not being able to go out there. And so when desert season comes back around and it's starting to cool down, and everybody's getting all of their toys ready to go. 
it, it's it's always exciting i remember um the first time i ever actually went out to the desert kyle took me out and we had this um we had this one spot that you know the my work center you know my little shop we they called it the you know the 414 spot and so they took me out there and it was like this sacred place for everybody and it was passed down from generation to generation of people throughout there and um after that we went there a few times and then i think it was um a couple trips and then you know then we all kind of settled on akatia wells and akatia wells was awesome that was kind of the first time i ever took actually no 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 no. after a couple trips i decided that i need my own desert toy so i bought a uh, a 1990 ford bronco you know five speed it was yellow <laughs> and i bought that thing purposely to freaking destroy where did you get it where and did you get it that from i bought it on craigslist out um man i don't even know where it was out by it was like over by harris casino if you know where that is kind of so you bought it from just some stranger on craigslist yeah just some craig and where i bought it from Everybody in that neighborhood had a four-wheel drive truck, and I was going through in my lowered, dirt-nasty low Civic, and it was, like, the roughest drive out there because there was no road. It was, like, potholes and dirt, and, like, I felt so bad for my, uh, for my Civic, but, so, I forgot. got the Bronco. I forgot you had that Civic. Yeah, no, and I was, um, I was glad to have that Bronco after that, so bought the Bronco, um took that thing out there i remember the first time i ever took it out to the desert and somehow i made this mistake pretty much every trip with it as soon as i got out to i think it was superstition where we went to the first time with it i actually went out with kyle that time the as soon as i get there i unload my stuff from the bronco and immediately go start launching it over hills and dunes yeah Um, i remember that yeah and of course, as always, as as you saw in many trips, my battery. That was fell the first out. time you had it out there. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. There was a there was a separate trip. I think it's separate than what you're talking about. Yeah, you had to have taken it out before that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, came out with a quick fix. You know, launched my battery into my, the fan of the engine. Ratchet strapped it down. Went back. You know, had a great time. After that, really wanted to start up in the ante. And I think after that, we went out to Akatia Wells. And that trip actually is one of the ones that really kind of goes down in my memory is one of the, like, the best desert trips. Um, I royally screwed the Bronco out there. Um, you talking about the, the, fan- that's the one, that's the one where you launched your battery, that trip? Yeah, that was another time that I did that. And on that trip, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Burke, actually had this, what was it, a Tacoma, right? Yeah. And you went out there in your dually on this trip. I I was following you guys. And my Bronco got stuck. And so you tried to pull me out and you got stuck. So then Mm -hmm. Burke comes up in the Tacoma and connects the both of us to his truck. And somehow that thing pulled us out. Dude, I got I got pulled out by several trucks that weekend. But I think that Tacoma was really the powerhouse of uh, 
of everything but um a lot of us a lot of us got stuck for there was one day where we tried to go to superstition from from Akatio and we all just took turns getting stuck <laughs> except for Klaus. I, I, I think, think Klaus I think I was it. I was late I I I missed that part because I was late getting out to the desert that time and I'll tell you what man unsticking a dually is a freaking nightmare but somehow the Tacoma managed it every single time but that was also the trip where uh, a buddy that we work with, you and I, Justin, uh, Colin, he had just bought a Colin. dirt bike and let me ride it. Yep. And I made a rookie mistake and decided to whiskey throttle the dirt bike in front of about like 50 people. And the bike decided to drag me along like a like a kindergartner right, trying, right. To, trying to walk a boxer. Right in front of the picture, like where we're looking at in that picture, on at that the event. train trestle, yeah, yeah in that trestle. exact place. Um, the event that's on my Facebook. And then after um, a few more trips, I decided to kind of cut my losses with the Bronco because it was just costing me so much money. So I actually sold that thing to Burke for four hundred dollars, and now he's he's deal. actually taking yeah he, what a deal. He's actually taking really good care of that thing. Um, no, and it runs it like a nice. champ right now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And then no, good, for, good um, for that thing. At least it didn't get wasted. Yeah, I. It broke my heart selling it, but I was happy to see it go to a good home. Yeah. It, it was After that, That's good. I got my dirt bike, and that thing was a Frankenstein of a ninety. It was a 96YZ252 stroke. And in some ways, it wasn't the smartest thing to do to get to have a 252 stroke as my first dirt bike, but it was a lot of lessons learned really quickly, and I think I excelled well at it. And other than the times that I crashed pretty well. But that kind of really got me into the whole power sports and just enjoying like that really truly just developed a love and passion for the desert being out there you know you get hurt out there everybody's gonna get hurt at some point you know last time i rode it i broke my wrist but you know that that's the kind of stuff that happens and that's the kind of stuff that just comes with the territory but i wouldn't have traded any of that for the world uh looking back on my past four and a half years i've never Luckily, huh? I've never broken myself out there, but I've been in some pretty sticky situations that, you know, it's, but it's kind of part of the package, like you said. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, looking back at my past four and a half years of Marine Corps, what I really think that I find as my favorite times was the times where, you know, um, being out in the desert and just truly you know, whatever situations unfold, the sucky situations or, you know, staying up until the sun rises, going to sleep for an hour and getting right back at it, all that stuff. It's just been some of my favorite times sitting there telling stories while y'all are throwing firecrackers at my feet, this, that, and the other. <laughs> yeah, those are good times. You know, Tyler, uh, I think one of the most appealing parts for me about going out to the desert is um, really the driving experience, if you know what I mean yeah um, maybe not even not even necessarily um 
always going fast all the time. Although I do love going fast, you know, um, as you, I am addicted to the adrenaline. I like driving that Dodge as fast as I can get it to go and taking the turns as fast as I can get them, you know? And, um, I love, I love the risk of, uh, knowing that you could get hurt, but you know, your skills are going to, are going to keep you safe. Um, but it's not always about that. You know, it's also about driving slow. Right. Right. Um, I don't always enjoy flying over whoops in the desert as fast as I can go. Right. Right. Um, sometimes I enjoy uh, rock climbing. Right. I don't know if you're into that. Oh yeah. No. Um, I also enjoy, um, um, mud, you know, driving in mud. You, you're from Mississippi. You're familiar with the East Coast, the mud pits, right? The mud of bogging. Of course, yeah. The the big f- lifted four wheelers and the giant tractor tire trucks and. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That stuff is cool too, right? Right. And like here, even outside of like pre-running, you know, you see all the trophy trucks, that type of desert racing. Um, right. The side-by-sides, the dirt bikes, the the four-wheelers that go out to places like Superstition and Ocotillo, Right. Right. Um, that's mostly about flying through the desert as fast as you can uh, with, you know, and the dunes, with the paddle tires and stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's a whole area of off-roading and that's, that's fantastic. And I love everything about it. Um, I also like um, going through the canyons, you know, on like that, like that, like what we've been through. And I think things like the like Jeep Wranglers and Rubicons are, are fantastic vehicles to have for stuff like that. You know, I, I fantasize about the idea of um, overlanding in a jeep with a rooftop tent. You know, right? I've thought about, I've thought about putting a, a rooftop tent as a bed for the Dodge, so we can go overland that as trips when we go up to the desert. You know, so I yeah. think when I think about when I think about going out to the desert, and you know, this is what we're talking about here. It my mind naturally uh, wanders to everything motorsports, and I want to do everything right. Right. Um, I don't only that... want to off. I don't only want to off road. I want to. I want to go race some cars, man. I is that kind of racing. like the the hope of the J Oliver LLC? Like, is that kind of the premise behind your business there? Um, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, this is an expensive hobby, right? Right. You know, if I'm talking about building um, a desert truck or owning a side-by-side or um, building a drag racing car, right? Right. big money. But we can do it. Um, We have the skills, right? Right. Between me and you and Kyle and all the other people in our community, our network, we have the skills to build fabricate 
and get into whatever mess we want to get into. And I think that's what's good about the people that we hang out with is that we have people from a lot of different backgrounds too in all of this. 100%. There's like like today at work. um, I went to a person today at work and I secured professional drone footage for a desert trip for free. And, you know, talking about street racing even, you know, somebody that we work with, Cornelius, like – when you talk about street racing, I don't know anybody who knows more about it out of everybody that we know than him. Exactly. We have we have people like Kevin that has a car in SEMA, apparently, that I didn't even know. Um Daniel, the same person with the drone. He's uh he's a street he's a he's a bike motorcycle racer. And I th- I think, you know, thinking about that is a you're bringing together a lot of different communities into one thing and i think that that you know instead of focusing on one aspect of motorsports you're you're bringing together a lot of different maybe groups maybe it's dangerous to talk about but like you know um people like like um like mike mike and klaus you know they can weld right yeah what if what if i could build an empire and take all of you guys with me I'm sure every single one of us would be down for it. What if I could do it, you know? Right. But is it what if I could do it? Or is it just... I think, it, or is I it think just it's just more it about time. Get it done. Get it done. So, and then... There's, there's probably very few of us in our community that, that couldn't benefit from what my business has interest in does that make sense right no yeah i see what you're saying we'll get into um as part of the business right so as part of funding for the business um i we have our youtube channel i have my youtube channel that you're going to be a part of as i'm part of your podcast so i have my youtube channel um that is hopefully will provide the funding to put together my my empire that will take all of us you know to great places right right um that could involve everybody well Um, and see and that's the thing too is that i think you have a lot of willing people too there's 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 nobody that is not interesting that we work with right and there's like I have I share interest. Um, we we have like you, we have people that share interest in our backpacking. There, we have definitely overlanding groups. We have welders. We have street racers. We have bike racers. You know we have Russ and he, he sails. You know Russ sails. I really did not know that. He he can sail. So I mean yeah. My YouTube channel can be can be a lot, right? It can showcase right. a lot. But really what I want it to be about more than anything is motorsports. My business, my business's involvement in motorsports and my pursuit to um, my dream. I don't know, dream is too broad of a term, but ultimate success you know what I mean? success 
Well, I'm definitely excited to see where you can get with this, and it's not like it's impossible. I mean, we've seen this many times over. Hoonigan, it Hoonigan's really what comes to my mind. Uh, what uh, Whistling Diesel, the Diesel Brothers. There's well, so many examples. You, as I told you, you know, I want I want to be more of a brand than than a you know producer of a certain service or a part, right? Well, of course. I want to be a I want to be a name. I want to be a name in motorsports. I don't want to be. I don't want to have restrictions. I want I want race teams. I want to own fleets of vehicles. You know. Right. I want to do crazy stuff in my off time that gets millions of views on YouTube. You know. Right. And there's no reason we can't do it. What? So what do we have uh, coming up? Well, uh, this weekend we have a 30-mile hike through uh, the Cleveland National Forest starting out at Mount Laguna. And where are we ending at? Uh, Lake Moreno. Lake Moreno. That'll be over uh, over a couple days. Yeah, three days, I think. And we're going to be hiking down the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail, from, from Mount Laguna to Lake Marina. 29 miles, I think it is. So that's something. Um, we'll be able to get some uh, podcast audio from there and also some great YouTube content as well. Yep, we're going to do, do a podcast. We're going to do uh, a YouTube video. Um, that'll be on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you want to see it podcast would be good we're on also going to yeah on gopro that'll be awesome we can do a video we'll also be able to uh, we will be going to sema in november yep november and 5th. that that's really exciting and uh hopefully we'll be able to see uh kevin's car get some content of that Maybe. so he kevin told me that we're going to be on there be there the last day okay Maybe next year, um, now that we have this business, maybe we can take something to Sima. Probably not next year. Hopefully, maybe the year after, take something to Sima as a business. But for now, we're going to be there on the last day, and we should be able to see everything. And then uh, after that, we're going to have our uh, Veterans Day, Veterans Day uh, Superstition Desert Trip. Veterans Day weekend bash. Veterans Day weekend bash. I have that name copyrighted. You can't get it wrong, or I'm going to sue you. <laughs> no. Yeah. November 11, 14. That's going to be a blast. I'm definitely excited about it. I'm, I know everybody that's going is excited about it, and anybody that wants to join us, it's a, it's a free game for anybody that wants to come. Uh, Tyler, I want you to quickly give a shout out to that man that you want to come off of uh, Facebook, if you remember I, his name. I'm going to have to look it up real quick. Give me one second. I want to say it was Frank something. I think so. Vince.
I don't even actually see him on there anymore. I don't think he. I don't think he's interested anymore. That's a bummer. But there's like forty six people. Forty six people interested. Yeah. yeah, but like I think like two or three of them live here or anywhere near here. Oh, Frank Peters. Frank Peters, if you happen to be listening to this, we are definitely expecting you to be out there. Frank Peters, yes. Please come out, Frank Peters. We'll have fresh Tecate for you. <laughs> but with that being said, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, please give us a... Please go ahead and go on YouTube and look up uh, Jada Oliver on YouTube. Look up... Um, at look the up, real J Oliver. Look up uh, at the real J Oliver on Facebook, on Instagram, and just uh, we'll keep you all posted, and we'll uh, keep on publishing these podcasts and try to keep on staying interesting for y'all. But uh, Justin, unless you have anything to yeah, say, I think that will do it for us. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see everybody next week. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, have a good week. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>